Hello and welcome to Find Your Fire with John V. Denley. Okay, so this is podcast number two, and this is, as you, uh, if you have listened to my first podcast, this is a very brief overview of my 15 pillars to everyday happiness, which is, um, you can find a list of on my website, findyourfire.co.uk, and it's the process that I use whenever I'm having a bit of a struggling moment. Um, so I had a, ah, and I just realized I didn't finish the story from um, podcast number one. Um, about my very first panic attack in 2012. Um, so I had my panic attack and I got in touch with Mark and he just said, you're having a panic attack. So um, you just need to learn to breathe um, more effectively, uh, just breathe deeper and control your brief breathing. Um, so that's what I did. And obviously that made me feel a little bit better. And then I went to the doctors to find out what was going on. Uh, and I started on some antidepressants. And of course that started me on a journey of a self-recovery from my my anxiety attack, or panic attack, anxiety attack, which of course I now know uh, the difference between an anxiety attack is a pan- and a panic attack is that an anxiety attack is usually something uh, related to something specific that you can think of that you're worried about in the future, and a panic attack is much more generalised where you're not quite sure what it is that you're um, you're worrying about. Of course, there's also generalised anxiety as well, which uh, is uh, another thing entirely. So yeah, so that's uh, that put me on a journey, and then over the next uh, few years. I put into place some of the stuff that I'd learned previous several years of uh, personal development learning. And through all the books that I read uh, over all that time, uh, I found that in most cases, there's only sort of 15 things that we should all be doing as humans. And I say should is a, a, obviously a bad word because should kind of implies that um, if you're not doing it, then you're doing a bad thing. But what I, what I would say about these uh, 15 pillars is that they're all things that would be helpful to anybody whether they are struggling men- with their mental fitness or not. I mean, as an example, one of them is exercise and one of them is eat good, healthy food. Uh, and sorry, another one is good, eat good, healthy food. So these are very obvious things that, that would help everybody. Um, but obviously, the more of these things that you do, the more often you do them, the better your mental wellness, mental well-being will be um, as a result. Uh, and I've spoken to hundreds of people and looked at, uh, got lots of feedback from Facebook and, and so forth asking people, how they recovered from their depression or how they cope with their anxiety. Um, and whenever anybody comes back, it's always a combination of these 15 things that they have done to improve their mental well-being, mental state. Um, I am actually out in nature. Uh, so if you hear lots of those bird noises in the background, that's what's going on there. <laughs> um, I do like to get out into nature and that is one of my 15 things as well. So we'll run through them now. But um, I had a uh, fairly big kind of mental breakdown, big panic attack um, at, in the end of last year. Um, I think it was the end of July, beginning of August 2017. And immediately I knew that I needed to put into practice these uh, these 15 steps and, and in, to a certain extent in the order in which I'm going to talk them through now. And because I, I know from previous experience or knew from previous experience that uh, if I do all these things, then within about 24 hours, I'm, I'm kind of back on track again and feeling great. Uh, well, great. <laughs> um, back on a stable footing, I suppose, is probably a better way of putting it, really. Um, and then kind of just rebuilding uh, everything back up to then. And typically, I found that for most of the people I've spoken to, that the reason they are struggling with their stress, anxiety, and depression is because one or more of these 15 things have been are not happening in their lives as much as they used to happen in their lives. Um, and it's uh, kind of got to them, and, and it's causing them stress, really. 
So uh, onto the, the process. So the first thing is to understand the self-talk that's inside your head. So um, we all have a little voice inside our heads that talks to us and tells us stuff and tells us we can't do things or that we're useless and we're bad. And that's just a big programming thing. There's a whole big section of this on the website I'll, I'll be doing um, about our self-talk and the internal, as Richard Wilkins would put it, the script uh, that we're, we're running our lives by. Um, and it's all um, programmed into us when we're, when we're children as to our, our beliefs about how the world will be around us and uh, how everything should be. Uh, and as soon as we start recognizing we've got that little voice inside our heads and admit that we have it, um, in one of my workshops, what I'll do is I'll say, put your hand up if you've got a little voice inside your head that you talk to on a regular basis. And anyone who doesn't put their hands up in the air, um, in fact, you could probably do this right now. Uh, put your hand up in the air right now, wherever you are, uh, and tell me if you've got a voice inside your head or not. And if you're not putting your hand up right now, maybe you're in a public place and you feel a bit silly, um, that's your little voice inside your head saying, oh, hang on a minute, uh, I don't want to put my hand up now because what would all these people in this coffee shop think of me? Um, or what are the other people in the other driving the other car thinking me? Or actually, no, <laughs> don't put both hands up if you're driving your car right now. But the same sort of thing, you know, you're, you're worried about what other people are thinking of you, and that's why the little voice inside your head is saying, oh, don't do that because that's that little voice. And so as soon as you recognize that, it becomes a bit easier to deal with that little voice inside your head. So that's kind of step one is to understand that. And then the second one is what um, Mark taught me when I had my first panic attack, which was breathing. Uh, again, a lot of this, more of this information will be on the, on the website. But we'll, so we are going through this really, really rapidly now, uh, and we'll expand on this on the website later. But understanding your breathing and how important it is to you. Um, when you're anxious, you tend to breathe shallow, um, and that means that there's not enough oxygen getting into your lungs, which means there's not enough oxygen getting into your brain, which mean, then means you're not making sensible decisions, um, and that can be a problem. And you'll know that when you're having a panic attack, you'll do short breaths, <laughs> that kind of thing. You'll recognize that in yourself. And if you can just slow your breathing down and, and take some deep breaths, uh, then things will be better. Um, similar sort of thing for public speaking. If you're doing public speaking, take some deep breaths. And you'll also know that coming on to step three, uh, mindfulness and meditation. Obviously, I'm out in nature at the moment being mindful, um, although obviously with this phone and doing this recording at the moment, I'm being less so. Um, but I am still looking at the trees and enjoying the, the, the bird sounds around me um, while I'm here. So uh, I am very much appreciating it. Uh, and meditation, obviously, a lot of med meditation would be about breathing and focusing and counting your breaths. That's uh, what a lot of things you'll do when you're when you're doing meditation, or if you're doing a mindfulness practice. Sometimes you'll be uh, doing a, what they call a body scan, and you'll be paying attention to your breath um, while you're doing that as well. So those are, those are three things that, that good good things to get your head around. Um, and then of course that leads on to being grateful and and having gratitude about your life around you, and all the good things that you're you're doing. Uh, my friend Joe Joe Happiness Howarth does a really really good talk about uh, how grateful we should be for to be, for the ability to be able to make a cup of tea and how fascinating that that is um, so on the uh, gratitude page I shall probably link through to a video of her talking about that because uh, she does an excellent job of uh, focusing us on our gratitudes and the things that we're grateful for in our lives okay we're up to seven minutes already and I'm, I was trying to keep this to ten minutes but uh, it's not going to happen at all uh, so that's gratitude um, and now I'm trying to think what the, oh, uh, the next one is, is routines. So as soon as you start getting yourself into, into sensible routines, so that your body can kind of get used to what you're doing on a daily basis and when things happen. Um, now, obviously, if you're struggling to sleep, then routines become useful um, because your body can then know when it is you're planning on or you want to take it, when, when you want your body to go to sleep. Uh, and obviously, if you're practicing this 15 pillars process over a 24-hour period, these are the five things you do before you go to sleep. So you understand your self-talk, um, you understand your breathing, do a little bit of meditation, and obviously the more meditation and, med and mindfulness you do, the, the, the easier it becomes. Do your daily gratitudes, so you think about all the good things that you've been doing during the day and that you're happy about, 
and then obviously you can then go to sleep much easier. So if you have that sort of set routine before you go to sleep, um, then your body knows that you, this is now time for sleep and now I'm going to go to sleep. Um, and on the sleep thing, um, when you're lying in bed, if you've done lots of meditation in the past, um, in fact, I spoke to uh, a friend of mine, Emma, a while back, and she said, when I told her to try and do some meditation, she said, I oh, just keep falling asleep when I'm trying to meditate. And <laughs> of course, yeah, that's exactly great. That's fantastic. Because if you're trying to meditate while you're lying in bed, you probably will fall asleep. Um, uh, that's a fairly typical thing. Oh, hello. It's had a dog come say hello to me. Isn't that nice? One of the great things about being out in nature <laughs> is that dogs will come and say to you, even when you're in the middle of recording a podcast. <laughs> hello. Um, so that's the five things before you go to bed that uh, you should probably pay attention to. And now we're on to the next morning. So you wake up the next morning and what do you do? The first thing you should probably do is look back at your list of gratitudes from the night before and uh, and focus again on those good things that are happening in your life. Hi. Um, uh, so that's but that's not really a, a step. That's just a, 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 a continuation of the gratitude exercise from the night before. Then you want to listen to music. You want to have a good, positive play, music playlist um, that's uh, going to make you want to get up and sing and dance. So if you've got a really good, positive playlist and you can play that to yourself first thing in the morning, it'll probably make you want to get out of bed and start jumping and dancing. Now, obviously, if you're really struggling with your depression, that's probably not... Um, going to have the effect that you might like straight away um, but again routine uh, repetition you'll get the use of it and you'll, you'll, you'll start to get the hang of it and it'll start to help over time then what I would like to do of course is to spend some time in nature so get up get out once you've got out of bed you can go and uh, take a little walk around the block or if you're feeling energetic you can go and do some do a run around the block so that brings into uh, uh, the next one which is exercise so obviously exercise is really, really good for us. Um, keeps us fit, keeps us healthy, keeps the blood flowing, makes us breathe deeper, gets that oxygen going around the blood and it just helps us generally feel good and better about our lives. Um, exercise is a very positive thing for a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be like massive exercise for you. You, know, you can do um, just gentle stuff. So you can just walk up and down the stairs a few times um, to get some oxygen in your lungs. Get yourself out of breath every day if you possibly can. Uh, and obviously if you can get, do that out in nature, that's even better because you can start to breathe in some of the the good stuff that's out in nature. There's a thing, there's a, a practice, a Japanese practice called Shinron, Shinrin Yoko, which is called forest bathing. And when you're out in amongst the trees, there's these fighting sides, which is kind of uh, some sort of chemicals that help you fight infections and, and, and right, have been proved to do, uh, to, to help reduce stress and so forth as well. So really good stuff. And again, there's going to be loads more of this on the website. So that's uh, music, nature, exercise. And then when you come back, I, or for me at least anyway, as uh, I then take out a, a life-enriching book of some kind, some kind of personal development book, and listen, uh, sorry, read at least 10 pages, uh, ideally 10 pages a day of a book like that, which will then kind of enrich your life and, and give you some positives um, moving forward. Obviously, if you want to listen to audios, you can listen to audios as well. Uh, perfectly fine, of course. And you could even do that out in your walk in nature and combine the two. Uh, but reading actually has a good therapeutic effect in, in its own right. And actually, if you're struggling to sleep, then reading at night is, is often a good idea as well. So that you can, uh, the hypnotic moving of your eyes left to, left to right is, is quite helpful to, to get you into that state. And of course, it then becomes part of your routine that tells your body that it's time to sleep now and get yourself prepared to sleep. And so now you can go to sleep. And of course, it's not a screen, ideally. So that helps as well. So that's books. And then, uh, of course, you're then looking at breakfast, um, which is where healthy eating comes into it. So you're looking at, um, let's eat some good food uh, throughout the day. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff about how food can affect your mental well-being and your gut and your, your, whole, your whole being as well. So again, on the website, there'll be a lot more about that and some uh, pointers towards some other people uh, who can help you with your eating.
habits as well. That comes into habits there as well, uh, or routines rather. When you eat and what, uh, what you eat and how you eat and all that kind of stuff. So that's all good. Then we're on to uh, watching our input to, uh, uh, which is kind of a difficult one. This is kind of a big, huge subject, this one really, even bigger than some of the other ones. But it's watching what you, what you watch really uh, and what you input into your brain. Um, so obviously in the morning, typically a lot, a lot of people do is watch the news or something like that um, or read the newspaper. Um, and this is not necessarily a really good thing because, of course, it's then uh, invading your mind with um, the negativity of the world. Because if you're, if you're being careful um, uh, about what you're putting into your brain, then you're not uh, allowing yourself to be programmed by other people's uh, thoughts and patterns. Uh, of course, the other thing is, is Facebook. So if you, you log in the first morning and the first thing you do is you get your, your emails or your Facebook out, uh, then immediately you're letting other people uh, set your agenda for the day. Uh, and that's a, a kind of dangerous precedent to set because um, you want to be setting your own uh, agenda for the day uh, and in, in setting your own intentions, which of course is what the... The gratitude, looking back at your gratitude from the night before is really helpful for doing. So you want to watch those inputs. Uh, and again, we'll do more of that on the, on the website. Then as you're going through the day, we're then looking at who are you spending your time with? Who are the five people in your life that you spend the most amount of time with? Because you will become the average of those five people. Again, this is a huge subject, but it's a fairly well-known uh, thing in personal development circles. But you want people who are, who are surrounding you, who are lifting you up and making you feel good. And, and not dragging you down and keeping you um, in, a, in a poor state. So just watch out for those things, which actually is quite interesting because one of those things, for example, is people who are trying to give up smoking. And uh, if their friends around them are saying, oh, just go on, have one more, or, or you know, don't be, a, don't be a killjoy. Or if you are trying to give up drinking and you've got friends around you who are saying, oh, just go and have one more. Why are you being so boring, not drinking? Um, these are not helpful people when you're trying to give up those habits, which leads us beautifully onto understanding your habits and looking at whether or not you've got helpful habits or unhelpful habits in your life. Now, no habit necessarily is good or bad because obviously the habit of tying up your shoelaces every day is not necessarily a bad habit. I can't think of any reason why it would be a bad habit. And uh, eating good food every day, that's not a bad habit either. So um, you just got to watch your habits though and just say, is this, ha is this habit that I've got um, actually helpful or not helpful to me moving forward? And, uh, and then maybe trying to do something about it. Uh, now, obviously I've got a, um, a program on my website called Habit Busting. Um, which would help with some of that and actually is a really really good introduction to just general mental health as well so um, that's well worth listening to but check out on my website for that so we've got to now friends uh ooh, crikey what's the last one uh no two last two last two oh activities feel good what are you doing what activities are you doing during your day that are making you feel good now this could be charitable stuff it could be activities like uh, playing a, uh, uh, team sports or even an individual sports. I've spoken to another friend of mine just recently um, who said that uh, for her, um, having a quiet time in the bath away from the children is, is one of her most treasured times. Uh, and that makes her feel really, really good. So I said, well, go ahead and do that then. Um, if that's what makes you feel good on a daily basis. Oh, and I said, how, how, when was the last time you did that and, and uh, did something that made you feel good? Uh, and she said, oh, I could, can't really remember. And so I said, well, go do it tonight then, um, because that's one of the first things you should probably do. Um, watching movies, uh, going to comedy shows, these are all the things. I did a big list on Facebook a while back asking people what they saw as being sort of fun activities. And there was a massive list, um, which is why I've condensed this down into doing things that make you feel good, because obviously that also includes then charitable work as well and uh, doing good for others and uh, all that kind of stuff, which can also make you feel really good. Well, we're up to 17 minutes already. Crikey, Moses. Well, this is my second one, and maybe I'll split it down into, into smaller chunks, or I'll just leave it as a, a long one on the second one. 
Um, and then the final one is getting control of your money. So um, now obviously money is not the, uh, uh, the panacea of, of happiness, as we all know, but it, it obviously does help to pay the bills. So, um, and I think that first level is, is the key thing, really. So long as you've got enough money coming in that you are paying the bills and you're covering your monthly expenses or even your daily expenses, then that reduces a lot of stress in your life. So um, it's very much a case of making sure that you gain control of your money so that you have more money coming in than you have going out on a monthly basis. That's kind of the important thing, uh, important message for, for the money thing. I'm hoping I haven't missed one of my 15 as I've been rambling along because I haven't got a list to refer back to uh, and those have all been done from memory. Um, I do have a sneaky feeling that I might have missed one. I'll try and run through them now and summarise them uh, at the end and then, and then we can sort of count them up as we go along. So there's five before bed, five in the morning and then five during the day. Um, so five before bed is um, self-talk, meditation, gratitude, routines and breathing. Um, in the morning it is music, exercise, nature, food and books. That's 10, yes, good. Um, and then we've got inputs, so that's the TV and uh, Facebook, etc. Um, friends, stuff that makes you feel good, habits and money. There you go, that is 15. I did all 15, fantastic. And obviously, most of us will be doing all 15 of these in some way, shape or form during our lives anyway. But it's just a matter of what levels are you doing them to and are you focusing on them, are you paying attention to them? Because obviously some of those, particularly the five before bed, are things that most people are not so aware of that, as to how impactful they can be on their lives. So that sort of meditation and mindfulness, um, again, that's something that people do who are into personal development, but not so much if they're not into personal development. And it's probably one of those first things that gets missed as well. Um, obviously, that self-talk. A lot of people don't even know they've got a little voice inside or don't recognise they've got that little voice inside their heads, which is why we, at the beginning of every workshop that I run, I get people to put their hands up and recognise that voice and, and have a chat to that little voice themselves. And of course, the breathing. Of course, we all breathe every day. We don't even think, give a second thought to how important that breath is that's getting long oxygen into our lungs and then getting oxygen into our brains that's allowing us to make better decisions moving forward. So that's my 15 things. Um, I've no idea how good quality this is. I can see lots of red lines on my recording, so um, which suggests I've been talking too loud or getting too enthusiastic about these things. I hope you've really enjoyed it. That's just over 20 minutes. For my second podcast, this will be. So maybe I'm just going to go for 20-minute podcasts um, all the way through because that seems to be a, a good timing for whatever it is I'm talking about. Uh, but maybe they'll get shorter, maybe they'll get longer. Who knows? Get started and get perfect later, uh, as, as my friend Rob Moore would say. So that's two podcasts in the bag, which is fantastic news. And I will speak to you all and uh, figure out what I'm going to say on my third podcast soon. I might even do one tomorrow. That'll be kind of cool. Okay, take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. I am, of course, John V. Denley, your mental fitness mentor, helping you find your fire by avoiding the negatives and staying focused on the positives. You can find me as John V. Denley on any social media platform, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for John V. Denley. That's J-O-H-N-V-D-E-N-L-E-Y. Until next time, remember to focus on the positives and keep smiling.